Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, we're with our family. Isn't that good to be with family? We want to thank the Lord for that. And we want to also greet the, those that are streaming on the internet today. God richly bless you and may the Lord be your portion as well. Amen. Well, you all look like you have the glory of the Lord on your face this morning. That's a wonderful thing to be washed by the blood of Jesus Christ and no, have no guilt with inside and you can lay your head to rest and wake up in the morning with no anxieties or pains or just knowing that the Lord Jesus is with us. Amen. If you could turn to my slides, we'd like to look. This is, uh, this was a manifestation of some weeks as uh, uh, the family of God put together an outreach, an mission outreach, and uh, we are so thankful that we've had those that have championed this. Brother Solomon mentioned to me yesterday, and I thought it was something wonderful. He said, you know, we, you know, a family, which we are, we are the family of God. He said, a family doesn't just come and eat together. A family works together. They play together. They fellowship together. And you know something, to have an extension of uh, outreach that's local like this was wonderful. And so our, we had a few champions that just came forward, and uh, they came on, you can turn the slide there, they, they came in the afternoon, yesterday or morning afternoon, and they gathered and made some uh, kits for those that needed, that were needy, and, uh, and so here they are, and they went out, and I'm so happy the Lord kept them safe. Uh, we just don't know sometimes when you go to the highways and the byways and uh, you know, and so they gave help to the needy, and so we just want to continue and pray for this outreach mission. I don't believe that we should have it stop. I think it was in the hearts that was spoken yesterday that it's not just about giving food and supplies, but it's finding that last soul. Isn't that wonderful? To find the last soul for Jesus Christ. Now, if we were only going forth and trying to just being a, a group that was servicing the community, well, I, I would say, well, that's wonderful, but this is a greater purpose. Yeah. And so we're so thankful for it. We have some announcements to give you. On Wednesday coming, November 22nd, Brother Peter Ivanenko will be with us and ministering the gospel to us. And so we're looking forward to that, and we're going to ask the Lord to bless that. Also coming up is our Thanksgiving celebration. So next Sunday in the evening, the service will not be held here at the church, but it will be held here at this location here in Bellingham. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, start the meeting at 4.30. So 4 o'clock, the building opens, and we'll be do some setup for a half hour. And then at 4.30, we'll have a little meeting. Brother Andy Weathers is going to be speaking to us. Whatever the Lord has on his heart, some of his testimony, I'm sure that he'll mix it a little bit together with the Word of God so that we can be edified and, and overjoyed with what God has done in his life and with the life of the Weather family. So we want to enjoy that. And then afterwards, there'll be a time of refreshments. So we'll just thank God for one another. Aren't you thankful for one another? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So that will be next Sunday. 
And then in December, we'll ha we have some other meetings, and Brother John will and some closures of meetings. But when Brother John comes home, he'll share that also again with you. Praise the Lord. What, why don't we turn in our Bibles now to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Thank you, musicians. You've all done a wonderful job this morning. Brother Solomon leading the songs of worship. We're so thankful for that. We're no longer slaves. That spoke to my heart this morning, and it ties into the message that the Lord, I believe, put on our hearts. And so let's speak today. Let's read from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. When you have that scripture, we'd like to say, would you say amen? amen. This is Paul the Apostle speaking to us. And as we read this morning, as we speak this morning, would you just pull upon the word of God that the Lord would speak to you directly. I, I believe that he's come to speak to us this morning. If you'll just look past Brother Steve and what he is here and how he's going to speak, but if you'll just look to see what does the Lord have to say for yes, you today, right. then I believe something marvelous will happen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Wherefore, remember that ye, being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by which by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, mm -hmm. that at that time ye were without Christ, right. being aliens, aliens from the commonwealth of Israel yeah. and strangers from the covenants of promise, mm -hmm. having no hope and without God in the world. Yeah. But now in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus, Ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Amen. For he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in the ordinances. For to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain enmity thereby. The Lord bless the reading of this portion. Why don't we take our seats? Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles, if you would, over to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, and we'd like to start at verse 8. We'll read one verse 8 and then 16, and then we'll move down in the chapter to 26 through 29. Very familiar scripture to us. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Verse 16. Now Abraham and his seed were the promise made. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed which is Christ. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? Verse 26, 27 now. For as many 
of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. I, I want you to see this. And if ye be in Christ, we are in Christ. Then ye are Abraham's seeds and heirs according to the promise. Now, as we begin to read this this morning, we all have been in services, upon services, and we love the Word of God. Amen. The Word of God means more than life to us. Amen. And as we are looking at this scripture, I, I don't want our thoughts just to kind of go blurry because we've heard of plenty of services, but I, I want us to just have our, our minds perked and full of attention because I, I, the scripture asks us that we place the word of God in the forefront of our minds. Keep, keep it right there available that you have a grasp of it, that you can think of it. And as I ministered to you today, and, and, and I asked the Lord to help us, I, my thoughts, my desire is that the Lord Jesus would strip away all the old nature. We have a lot of old nature. Every single day, uh, I have a lot of old nature that seems to come up. And I'm asking the Lord Jesus today to strip away the old nature and asking Him to let His nature, the divine nature of God, thrive inside of me. We are the children of Abraham. Through Christ Jesus, we have been called the royal seed of Abraham. And so today I want to title my thoughts, uh, Heirs of the Promise. So now we just read in Galatians chapter 3 verse 29, and, and if ye be, ye be Christ, then, ye are, uh, then are ye Abraham's seed, and according to the heirs, heir of his promise, he are joint heirs with Christ Jesus. Now in our first reading in Ephesians chapter 12, Paul is relating to the, us, the Gentile. We are Gentile people who we ourselves were once aliens before God, before the commonwealth of God, as we read in verse 12. Aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of the promise. We see here that it was just with God's mercy, as we would read in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. But God, who was rich in mercy. Aren't you thankful for the riches of God? When you swung your feet around this morning and placed your feet on the cold surface of your room, there was mercy still there for you. There was blood still available for you. For His great mercy loved wherewith He loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. Then Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9, it speaks of that grace that we are saved. For by grace are ye saved through faith. 
and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. This is nothing that you have attained for yourself. It's not how good and how well you can pick yourself up with by your own bootstraps. It's not because we were champions there and worked with those that were unfortunate that we are saved. It's by the grace of God, by faith, that we are saved and it is a gift to you. And the call of God is to all who would receive this gift. It's freely given unto you. We're coming up into a time of Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving in the United States, in America, is great, it's grand, but it's not just about the food and the football that some people watch, it's about the grace of God to our forefathers that that gave them the faith that this country was founded upon. And it's not by any of our works, it's not what we can do, but lest any man should boast. So we read now in the scripture, which it gives us attention of this world, we were once aliens. We were strangers. We were Gentiles. Without hope, we had no hope in this world. This is how the Jew would have looked upon us, the Gentile. Now, we recognize that Jesus was no Jew nor Gentile. He was God. But Jesus reflects uh, the, 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 the atmosphere. Jesus also reflects his ministry. And he says in Matthew chapter 15, verse 21, he says, I am not sent unto, I, I, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of Israel. I want you to notice he came unto his own. This is Jesus speaking. I've come unto my own. And here comes this Gentile woman to her. And she comes and she worships and saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to who? The dogs. She was a Gentile woman. That was the attitude. That was the climate That was what they thought. That was what God also looked upon us, that we were just Gentile dogs. We were aliens. We were strangers. We were without hope. And yet today, by the grace of God, you sit here in a comfortable building where there's heat and there's place to worship. And God has given you families and given you love and has given you much more than all these natural things. He has given you promise of eternity. But as aliens, we were strangers from the commonwealth of Israel. Now, an alien, an alien is one from another country. An alien is a foreigner. An alien is one that's different by birth. See, we were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel because we didn't have the right birth. We were separated from God because we were born the wrong way. And so these words, these adjectives for aliens, we would see we were estranged from God. We were excluded from God. We were disconnected. We were hostile. We were opposed. We didn't know what it was meaning to be clean and holy. 
<laughs> we proved ourselves. I'm painting a pretty grim picture for just a moment because I want you to notice what Christ did for us so that we could become heirs of the promise of God. We proved ourselves to be godless. Our actions in times past and those that are not saved by the blood, our actions were ruthless, ungodly, hostile. We worshipped the creation rather than the creator. We were given up to worldly lusts. I want you to see that we were not included in the historic Abrahamic covenant. We were not of circumcision, as Paul the Apostle said. The old flesh remained. The old person, the old nature remained in that which we were called under the Gentile. Now let's look for just a moment, if you would, by Scripture and by the prophet's thoughts. We want to look at the circumcision of flesh. And Paul in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 11, he points out the historic difference between the Jew and the Gentile. Can you say amen? amen? The Jew under the law obeyed the covenant of circumcision. The Gentile, who which we were, we knew not the covenant. Now I just want to inject here as we go for a moment about circumcision and the covenant of circumcision given unto Abraham. I want you to notice that it was given unto Abraham, but many times as people have watched over the generations and saw the covenant unfold, they also begin to likewise circumcise, but yet they were not part of the covenant. They begin to form a counterfeit. They wanted to show themselves as though they were, but truthfully they were not. And Brother Brandon would teach us and say, that's, you know, he would speak and he'd say, I'm against organizational, denominational teaching the spirit of the Nicolaitans. Because what they have done is they've taken the original gospel and impersonated it. They walk around with what looks like circumcisions, but they're not part of the covenant of God. So, you know, the Lord, he made a covenant with with Abraham, and we speak it of, of the Abrahamic covenant in the beginnings of Revelation. It was the grace by election that was spoken, that was given to Abraham. Are you with me this morning? You know, it's grace of God. It's the grace of God extended. You see, the beginnings of God's thoughts, his plans was to reach into humanity and specifically save his people. God has a people. Amongst the Jew, uh, he had a people. Now amongst the Gentile, which we are called the bride of Christ, he has a people. And he will not lose one of them. He has you in his mind. He knows every seed. He knows every seed of Jesus Christ. He knows the royal seed by name. So God promises Abraham a seed. He says, I will, I will give you a nation. Abraham, I want you to look at the stars of heaven. Can you count them? He promises and says, Abraham, look at the sands of the sea. Can you number them? 
Those will be, a, a, will be out to your inheritance, a, a nation, a holy nation. For the seed is already known. Now, this thrills our heart because, because God knows every single one. I, I, I don't have to sweat about it. You know, we cry unto the Lord for our families. I, I've got... I've got aunts and uncles. I have, I have brother-in-laws. I have uh, nephews. I've got th- people that do not know the Lord. And, and God has he, he, he's asked me to take my desires and place it upon Him. To take my heart and place it upon Him. I cannot save my families. Neither can you save yours. But what gives me confidence in Christ this morning is God already has numbered. He already knows every name that are supposed to come have been placed on the Lamb's book of life. For the seed has already been foreknown by God. The little seed is already in each person that should come to Christ Jesus. Think of yourself where you were. Where were you, where, what kind of place, where, what kind of dark spot were you in when God came your way? What church pew were you sitting when God pricked your heart and said, come unto me. I want to give you rest. I, I want to give you love. I, I want to give you my desires. I want to cut off the old flesh and give you my nature. The nature of Jesus Christ. So there's a little seed that's on the inside of the believer. We can go to 1965 and God who is rich in mercy, Brother Brandon would say it like this. I believe that a man, when he is born in in this world, then when you're a little baby born into the world, you could not have been here without being the foreknowledge of God. Because he is infinite and knows all things. He is infinite. He is eternal. He knows, friends, he knows, he knows all things. And when that little baby is born into the world, there is something in that baby. If he is ever going to have life, there is a little something in there, in that little child then. Then he comes to sooner or later. This gives me confidence. He will come soon, uh, come to sooner or later. I want to give you confidence this morning. I want to give you peace in your heart this morning. Think about who is wayward in your household. Sooner or later, with that little seed on the inside of them, they will come too. They're in a coma right now, in a worldly coma. They're inoculated by sin. It's affecting them. They're in a great infection today. They can't see clearly, but the Holy Spirit by His divine nature will give them the antidote. And soon one day they will come to and recognize who they are. Now if you've got eternal life tonight, if we have eternal life, then we always were because there is only one form of eternal life. We always were. And the reason we were is because we are part of God. I want you to notice this. We always were. 
But that doesn't mean that we were floating up in heaven before the throne of God. And when it became our turn, God said, now go. That's, that's Mormon doctrine. We always were because we are part, part of God. And God is only the only thing that's eternal. And like as Melchizedek received tithes from Abraham, and it was allotted to his great-grandson Levi, who was yet in the loins of Abraham. He paid tithes, for he was yet in the loins of Abraham when he met Melchizedek way back. God knew this boy coming down. He knowed all things. Now, we are part of God. You always was. You don't remember it because you only, uh, so you were only an attribute in God. You were an attribute in God. It's also explained to us like as a, as a man and, 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 and has, he has a son. And, and I didn't know Solomon when I was, was 17 years old. But in the appointed time of life, out from my loins came forth a manifestation that was always there. And in this time, in the season, Brother Branham is pointing that you were in God. You are a part of God. You are the attributes of God. You are only in, in his thinking. Your very name, if it ever was on the book of life, it was put there before the foundation of the world. He knew what you were. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> he knows exactly what happened yesterday. He knows exactly who would be in the church service today. He knew that Brother John would be preaching for Brother Zig and then Brother Ed Hammermeister in Edmonton. He knew that he would place this in my heart to speak to, to encourage you that you are heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. So the thought, the attribute becomes in manifestation. Brother Brandon would continue to say, say, now when you was a little boy or a little girl, you would walk around and there would be a certain thing that, the, that would just, where it would just bother, that just wouldn't bother the other kids. It seems like there, there was something in you that cried out. There was God somewhere, yet you were a sinner. You remembered that. So there's something crying out in you that's not in others because you're predestinated. There's something in you that pulsates, that, that speaks to you. Amen. We were in the Bible study and it was made mention unto us that it's a good thing to have conviction in our hearts. If you have no conviction in your heart, it's a sign that you are lost. But when you are wayward and you, you recognize and the conscience of God is pricked within your being. You say, I'm doing wrong. And you find a place to, to, to submit and call unto God for mercy. That's a wonderful thing because that speaks of, of an elected seed within your being. It's not common, friends. Outside in the world, there are many that are running around godless. With no desire at all. 
that are speaking against the name of Jesus Christ. There's no burden on the inside of you, of them. But inside of you, there is a burden. Inside of you, there is a calling. A seed that was inside of you. A little life form inside of you. In paragraph 48, he says, and then after a while, you heard the gospel. Even you went to a church, you picked out this and that, and went from denomination to denomination. But one day, you being part of God, you had to be part of the word. And when you heard the word, you knowed where you come from. You knowed what was truth. You were always The seed was in you always. The word seen the word that that was in you, that you was before the foundation of the world saw the word, and you come to it. I like it. I, I like it that we can put it on the screen so you can read it. You came to it. How many can recognize that you jumped here and jumped there? You were part of one system and another system. You were part of a church here and a part of a church, and it just wasn't connecting. But somewhere down the line, the Word connected with your being. Yeah. And you saw the reflection. You saw who we were. And you can't, couldn't help by saying, Lord, I, 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 receive me into your sight. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Brother Branham, he talks about Abraham. And he speaks of him having this calling. Now, now, Brother Branham speaks and says that, you know, Abraham was, was a Gentile. He, he was his father's were from the houses of Ur, and he was a stranger. But after he heard the call of God, he could no longer wander. He, he had to receive the calling. He had to hear the call, receive the call, and have actions towards that calling. And Abraham was called to be separated. Abraham couldn't follow in the traditions of the Gentiles no longer when he was called of God. He was separated from his his father, from his father's household. You know, Lot came along with him on the journey, and Brother Brandon would tell us that was Abraham's biggest mistake was to bring a Lot along, part of the old world, along with him. He had to... Take Lot and say, choose you this day. Where are you going to go? If you go this direction, I'll choose the other. But there had to be a separating line. There's got to be a separating line from you and the old world, the old things, your old history. There's got to be a separation line. Because you're not wandering no more. You're not like that little chicken, that little eagle in the chicken yard. You know who you are. Brother Branham talks about this little chicken in the, in, the, in the yard hatched out under a hen. And that little fellow walked with the other chickens and, and he, the hens clucked. And he didn't understand her clucking and her little chicks or their diet and, and they had in the barnyard. I want you to notice, friends, we're not part of that barnyard. When Abraham heard the voice of God, let's spoke and sleep, leave your father, leave all that you know, and go to a land that I will show you. I want you to know he had to separate and he had to realize it was a call. Just as you and I have recognized there's a call, a scream that's went out. 
Come out of her, my people. Come out of the world and all the organizational systems and come unto me. Don't eat what those chickens are eating. You know, people often would get offended when Brother Brandon would tell little stories like this and they would say, you know, I, I, I just heard Brother Brandon call me a buzzard. Here in this, in this quotation, he says, you called me a chicken. But we, 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 it depends what you're hearing. I heard an eagle scream. I heard a voice saying, come out of the world. I heard the love of God expressed to me, don't eat of those things. Come a little bit higher. You're a born-again believer. You heard the, the, not just the theology of men, but you heard the written truth word of God. Down in the quotation I have, we'll read it. says, you were once dead in sin, that life. Has he quit? He's quickened. There has to be a life there to quicken to first. God, by his foreknowledge, knowed all things. And we were predestinated to be sons and daughters of God. He was part of the world. And when the word saw the word, and it was his nature, it, it, that's the same thing that the believer is. There is something in him that when he meets God face to face, he comes to himself. Oh, Abraham. You know, I can imagine the criticism. His father must have thought he's crazy. You see, Abraham did not meet God face to face. He heard a voice. And when he heard that voice, there was something that stirred inside of his being. Think of yourself when you heard the message, the eagle scream. You were in some place you, that you were, didn't belong, and God spoke his word to you. Quickened your heart. Something was made alive within your being. You came to yourself. Where am I? What am I doing in this world? Who created me? What should I be? Who called me? Where do I belong? And God speaks a word of truth to you. He says, I, I always chose you. When you were yet in sin, trespasses and sins, I chose you. Oh, thank you, Lord. But, but Lord, what is my purpose? I've elected you to be the royal seed of Abraham. To sit with me in my throne. To be as I am. This is a call. And we came to the knowledge of this calling. In the communion message in 1957, Brother Brown would say, God giving Abraham the promise. And through Abraham would come the righteous seed. And Abraham, as believed by many to be a Jew, he was not. Abraham was a Gentile, a Chaldean from the city of Ur. And he became God's servant. Oh, a Gentile? Hey, he became God's servant. Something happened. Something quickened him. Some, something changed him for a, from an alien. Something placed him into the right birthing order. Abraham receives this call from God to leave. He knows the voice of God. He knows that he, uh, of election there's a voice calling him. 
A deep calling to a deep, with a deep to respond. There was others that were elected. Oh, Noah, elected of God, heard the voice of God. Elected Abraham, we see, heard the voice of God and followed. Moses, he heard the voice of God in the burning bush and he followed. Paul, the apostle, he heard the voice of God on the road to Damascus. And he began to be the foundation layer for God. We see my sheep hear my voice. The elected seed of God hear the voice of God. It's not mumblings to them. It's not mystic to them. It's not a sign and symbol or a closed mystery. But it's an open book mystery to the people of God who are called the Lamb's wife, the bride of Jesus Christ. It's not a closed book to you no longer. It's an open book to you. In fact, you can read it in your own language. You can read it in our own terms of education. It's not lofty. It's not reading Shakespeare. It's not reading theolo- great things of theologians. The language is not in Charles Spurgeon's language. Old English language that we cannot understand. It is written, it is spoken in a very plain way. So that you and I could not miss the call of God. 61, Abraham and his seed after him. God called Abraham to total separation. When we, when we preach the message, when we preach as ministers, and we call unto you to be in total separation from the world, it seems very difficult to swallow. It's a pill that's hard to swallow. But yet I want to speak to you from the prophet who says to you, he says when God called Abraham, he, God called Abraham to total separation from all unbelief. Is that the way he did in you? Separate, separate yourself from your kindreds and from your associates. Come out from the pool rooms and come out from the dance halls. Come away from the things of the world. God calls for total separation to Abraham's seed. Because that's what he called Abraham. Are you patterning, patterning it? Are you that pattern? Could you throw your life on that and say, Lord, I, I fit the pattern? This instrument is Abraham. This instrument rep- represents his seed after him. And the covenant was made uh, made to both Abraham and his seed after him. And as Abraham was elected by grace, by election, so was his seed called by grace and election. They heard the voice of God and believed God. For by grace are you saved through faith. They believed, they believed, they believed, they were willing to sacrifice their lives on the grace by faith. You think of those that have cherished this Bible a long time before us. The martyrs, we first martyr was Stephen in Scripture. 
and the martyrs that have gone down through history that were fed to the lions and their bodies destroyed. I want you to know, friends, in our minds, are, are we accepting this truth the same way they did? Do we desire it more than life? I heard from somebody here this week. It was so wonderful. They begin to tell me as we encourage you often to read the Bible and read the message and don't faint at heart. There's somebody that gave a great response saying, we read the message. We listen to the, the Bible. We read the Bible. We don't want to miss one day. <laughs> we don't want to miss one moment. In fellowship with Jesus Christ. What is the bride's desire? You know, in a, in a proper household, between a man and a wife, there should be this type of love. A man and a woman that are not estranged. They, they desire to have times of fellowship together. They, they desire to commune, to talk, to, to, to have a progressive life with one another. This is an established relationship according to the Word of God. But if we are those that are always looking for excuses to do something else without our spouse, we're not in proper fellowship. <laughs> if we go from away from one another for weeks on end and have no, desire, no, no feeling to miss one another, there's something wrong. And so it is with our union with Christ Jesus, our fellowship with our heavenly mate. We cannot go one day without him. And if we, if we are apart, we have that feeling within of emptiness inside of us. That's calling out to our mate, which is our Lord Jesus. We're pattering after Abraham. He was the instrument we're, we're pattering after him. And the covenant was, was made to both Abraham and the seed after him. And as Abraham was called by grace, by election, so was his seed called by grace and election. See, they heard the voice of God and believed God. And it was imputed unto him for righteousness. Heard the voice of God in the barroom. Never were at it, uh, where, uh, ne ever where it was at, and believe God. And Abraham was commanded to abstain and to be separated him from all from the things of the of the world. And so is the seed of Abraham separated themselves from the seed of the things of the world. Praise the Lord. If you don't mind, you just have a stand up for just a moment and stretch. That would be really nice. Stand up and stretch with me. I'm sweating up here enjoying myself, but I, I just know that yesterday must have been a hard day. Give yourself a little stretch. It's good. Raise your hands. Praise the Lord. That is so good. That's so wonderful. Are, are, you re are you ready for uh, 25 minutes more? Okay, praise the Lord. You are so wonderful to do this with me. All right, you can have your seats again. I understand. I'm as human as you are. Sometimes we get tired. 
And you love the word. I know you love the word. So, so don't feel bad for one moment. All right. Separated from the things of the world. Now God, he, he calls. Now I want you to see this. He, he's calling for relationship. He, he's not looking for a servant. He has a servant. Israel is his servant. In present times, he's not looking for just servants. He's not just looking for workers. He, he's looking for fellowship with, fellowship with him. And so it's the same with Abraham. God was looking for fellowship with Abraham. And, and he promises Abraham, as he's promised us, that, that we would be a, a great people, great nation. And he's going to give them land, a place to live. And through him, all the nations would be blessed. Now, in order to establish this promise with Abraham, God says, I need to perform a covenant with you. We need to make a covenant. And now I want you to see that it's not what Abraham could do for God, but what the covenant really was what God would do for Abraham. Right. You know, it's what God could do for you. Yes, amen. You're mortals. This flesh you live in is sinful. It, 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 it disregards. It doesn't want to obey. The man that's in the control tell the man that's in the soul, he's controlling the natures of the spirit. He's controlling your members of your body. So we got to, to ignore, we need to put down the old nature. And come in fellowship with the one that's in the control tower leading and guiding. So he tells Abraham, oh, we need to establish a promise. We need to have a covenant. Now a covenant is a treaty. It's, a, a, it's an agreement. And it's between two parties. And when the covenant was made here in the early Bible times... They would often talk about the covenant of the cutting. And what that was, friends, this morning was it involved the sacrifice of animals. Literally, the animals would be brought before the party making the covenant, and they would, they would cut them in two. They would separate it, and there would be mess. There, uh, listen, this was not just a, a, a dry-dye thing. It was not just a non-messy thing. This was... A, this was a sacrifice. Something gave its life. And in the covenant, what would happen was the persons would walk through the animals. And usually it was the one, the lesser one that was desiring the covenant would walk through the, through the, through the animals. And the word that was spoken, the message that was given is if you don't keep the end of your bargain... May it be done unto you as was done unto these animals. Wow, a covenant like that. So with this covenant now that was given the covenant of, of the cut or the cutting, we see that this covenant was, was a hidden planet. It was a hidden message. There was something, a code that was written in it that would show forth the later in our Lord Jesus Christ. And this code was written so that you and I, by, by spiritual eyes, as the royal seed of Abraham, could see the promises of God. Amen. And so in Genesis chapter 15, verse 9, we see that he said, Unto him take me a heifer. Now, if you just read this over just quickly, you would say, well, he just wants you to take a heifer. But those words are very specific. Take me. God speaking to Abraham in this covenant. Take me a heifer of three years old and 
And a she-goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And Brother Branham says in dedicating of a building to the Lord, he says, God was making a way for the people to come to this building to worship him. God said, take me a heifer that is red, that's never a yoke has ever been upon her. Heifer, and she must be red, scarlet. Red speaks of redemption, blood red. Red through red looks white. Though your skin, your sins be as scarlet, when God looks through them, through the blood of his son, they are white as snow. Red redemption. Red through red looks white. When God looks through the blood of his son that you confess to be your savior, he don't see your sins anymore. They are white as snow, red through red. And he said, take our red heifer, again, the type of Christ. He wanted to make the waters of separation for the unbeliever. And he said, take this heifer. Whenever a yoke has been upon his neck, it speaks of not being yoked up with anything. The only thing you're yoked up is with the sacrifice. Your identification is the sacrifice. In Genesis 15, verse 10, he says, And he, and he took unto him all these. Now, there's going to be a covenant made, covenant made between Abraham and God. But remember, it wasn't what Abraham could do. It was what God was going to do for Abraham. It wasn't what you could do. But it was what Christ did for you on the cross of Calvary to make you joint heirs with Christ Jesus. To put that little seed on the inside. To give you that longing for the word of God. To give you that so that when you, the word, met the word, something would come about. And he took all, took unto him all these things and divided them in the midst. And he laid each piece one against the other. But the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcass, Abraham drove them away. Seeds of doubt drove them away. Inspirations of the devil drove them away. Devising spirits drove them away. Your human conscience and reasoning against God drove them away. And when the sun was coming down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. God is showing us through Scripture, Abram, you've got nothing to do with this. This is not... Your covenant you're making. This is not your thing you're making. I'm making a covenant with you. You've got nothing to do with this. God makes him have a deep sleep come upon him. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. Who was that? That was God himself being made manifest in this covenant to Father Abraham. In this message in 54, he swore by himself. Now God swore by himself that he would confirm the oath that he had given to Father Abraham. 
And what did he confirm to Father Abraham? He told Abraham. He gave him the covenant unconditionally. Not because Abraham was Abraham. He didn't choose you to be joint heirs because you were something special. He, he, he by plan, put a seed in there that you would come. He chose it. Not because your good reputation. Not because you're rich. The lowest and the richest among us are the same. In our scripture we read, there is no Jew nor Gentile. There's no bond or free. No male or female in Christ Jesus. We are all the same in Christ. In the spiritual law, in the spiritual covenant of God, under the bleeding blood of Christ, we are all the same. He gave Abraham the covenant because God himself chose Abraham and elected him before the foundation of the world. Abraham, before he ever was born on earth, God knowed all about him, knowed what he would do. And by grace, he chose Abraham. And not only Abraham, but his seed after him. Oh, this should make us rejoice. Can I stop here for just a moment? If we really, really knew what God did for us, our hearts would be overjoyed. This wouldn't be just the run of the mill. It just would, but our hearts would express it. I'm not talking about just by expression with our body, but our whole beings. Our whole beings would cry out to God, Abba, Father. Our whole love would be towards Him. How firm a foundation have we got that when the prince of all of all uh, princes, when God of all gods, when the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the beginning of all beginnings himself took an oath by himself. For where there's none, uh, none greater. And he would confirm this covenant with Abraham and with his seed. I'm going to speak this just one last thing, and I, I, I'm excited, as the prophet also was excited when he expressed it. I want you to notice now, the oath has been made. God himself swore by himself to Abraham to hold the a covenant. But now there needs to come a name change, because Abraham, Abraham was not the name that God wanted for him. Just the same, you and I have to have a, a name change by our new birth. We, we, have, we can't just abide by the old natural name. Right. Now, Brother Brown would say Abraham's covenant, and he said, Now, we find out last night that he was Abram until God blessed him and made a covenant with him. And then he changed his name from Abram to Abraham. And H-A-M was part of God's name. Do you notice that? Did you ever soak down in? Abraham, Elohim, see. He put part of God's name because God is the father of all. And he made his name being Elohim. He put part of his name with Abraham, see, and made him a partner with him. Through his seed, he would bring forth a seed and bless every nation in the earth. He would bless every nation in the earth. That includes you and I. We are part of that nation. 
he'd be the father of many nations. Abraham would re reproduce the faith of Elohim, H-E-M, and H-A-M. But he made him part of his name because he was to be the father of many nations. Look, God never missed one little beat here. Upon this visitation, what a great visitation. God introduces the theme of grace to us. For by grace are you saved. Not by your works. Grace are you saved. God, which is mercy, gave you abundantly. It was the revelation of grace to Abraham. Now notice in our thoughts, God's numbers are 3, 5, and 7. 5 is the number of grace. I want you to understand, and I'm not a theologian by any means, but the fifth letter in the Hebrew alphabet is Ha, which is the H. So when God changes Abraham's name to Abraham, he inserts the fifth letter, which is an H, of the perfection of seven. Forever imprinting upon Abraham the quality of God's grace. Every time you read this, Abraham, God wanted you to see in code that grace, 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 marvelous grace, how holy is the Lord and grace is and His mercy extended to you. But God doesn't miss a beat because He's got a bride. <laughs> and it, the bride he wants the, the bride to recognize their day and their message. Wants the bride to recognize they need this divine grace. And so this day of grace is imprinted even in our day. In this age, under a prophet's, a prophet's message, under even a prophet's name, it's hidden to the wise and the prudent, but given unto babes that would learn. Those that would want to receive the word of God also begin to see, as Brother Brandon began to say, H-A-M, H-A-M. Abraham, Branham, and when you put those letters together, the five and the H are forever imprinted in that which the bride can recognize. Elohim is amongst his people. Greater than Solomon is amongst his people. It's not Brother Branham, it's Christ hiding himself in the words spoken by the prophet. Grace. Grace, marvelous grace, that we can be joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's stand together. Maybe we could continue tonight if the Lord would will. Father in heaven, it's your grace. You made us heirs in the promise, Lord. Though I, many eye cannot see it and many ear cannot hear it. Many are deaf, but you said, Lord, he that hath an ear, we've got an ear. He that have a heart to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And you're showing, you're imprinting upon our lives, showing us, Lord, that we are heirs by a covenant of grace. We give you thanks for this this morning. We give you thanks.